So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, everybody on Facebook or wherever you're seeing this uh, podcast or YouTube, Facebook, wherever. Welcome to This Week in Housing. It's Tom Ferry with my extraordinary guest, my co-host, I should really say not guest, David Childers from Keeping Current Matters. We've got an action-packed show today. There is no doubt if you're watching this right now, you're listening to this, you know that there is movement in the interest rate market that is freaking some people out. There's also, I don't know what it is, David, it just, maybe it's, you know, one year into the pandemic and everybody's gotten normalized at least to a certain extent in that side of their life. So now we're watching home price appreciation go through the roof and everybody's saying the same thing. OMG, it's 2005 again. We're going to go over a cliff. So we're going to discuss all of that uh, and more, but while we're waiting, just as everybody's just jumping on, uh, you know, I want to say to everybody, just all my friends out there, I'm on this kick right now. And certainly you watch my content. So, you know, I'm nonstop saying to people, there is a, so David, get this, a trifurcation in residential real estate. A group of people couldn't sell a home if their life depended on it, right? The numbers that I saw from Real Data Solutions said, let's call it 40% of the agents in the US have not closed a transaction this year. Wow. The next group is the group that I'm actually concerned about. And that's the group that I refer to as the stuck group. They're mm -hmm. selling houses, but they're stuck. They're out of time. They don't have enough inventory. They haven't figured out what the third group has done, which is they've scaled themselves. They've yeah. scaled through tech, through marketing, better communication, content, let David, what you and your team are providing, becoming the expert, being the sort of the truth in the marketplace. And yes, they've scaled, they've built teams. So there's three types of agents right now. And I guess it really comes down to this before we jump into the show, optimized or minimized, because yeah. that's what's going to happen, right? I remember back in 2015, David, with uh, Steve, your partner, right? Mr. Harney on stage with me at the summit. And I said, Real estate's going to come down to the rich and the rest and the rich are all building teams and mm -hmm. teams are going to totally dominate the real estate universe. Yep. So for all my friends out there watching, I hope you're paying attention because there's kingdoms and queendoms, if you will, being built everywhere, all over the US, Canada, Europe, Australia. It, it just, it is what it is, but that's not why we're on the show. We want to talk about housing. I just wanted to give you some thoughts because I needed to just plant those seeds in your head that you are brilliant you are powerful, you are supported, you are loved. Now stop being stuck and scale yourself, just like David has done with KCM. <laughs> good morning, David. How's it going? Good morning. Good morning. It's going well. It's, uh, it's good to be back and doing this. You know, it, it, here's what was in my mind as you were saying that. Please. You know, all the year, the you know, past year we've done this week in housing, talking about being the, the knowledge broker, all the things you're talking about, is there's light at the end of the, the tunnel. You know, right now we got a little bit more tunnel to get through, yep. but yep. Uh, but there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. And I think the the difference right now are the agents that are setting themselves apart, figuring out a way when some agents go, there isn't a way, uh, are, are the ones that are winning. That And that goes back to scaling, scaling your brand, scaling your reach, scaling your trust, SMS, email marketing, direct mail, 
billboards, smoke signals. It doesn't make a yeah. difference. You got to get the word out. Yeah. So David, a lot of people are concerned about interest rates, right? Sure. I've had agents ping me and say, who in their right mind would sell their home at a 2.6 interest rate to buy another home at a 3.3 or a 3.5, maybe at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I know we're going to cover a little of this, but we just kind of just speak to that just for a minute. I mean, the rates aren't there, but I wouldn't be shocked. Everyone said they're going to be, you know, early threes by the sure. end of the year. Sure. So how do sure. we prep our listeners to be ready for that? Well, you know, I think this, first of all, let's, let's talk about where we're at right now. If Tom, we would have been talking two years ago that we would be on a live today yep. talking about rates are going up and the average 30 year fixed is right over 3%. Right. Don't worry about it. Don't, yeah. I mean, imagine that scenario and that's where right. we are. Right now. Yes. The average yes. 30 year fixed as measured by Freddie Mac last Thursday at 3.02% and people, <laughs> rates are going up and no doubt as the economy improves, yep. rates are going to continue to go up. That is going to, is going to happen. Now I'm not here today. And you know, I think anybody that tells you they know exactly what's going to happen. We don't have a crystal yep. ball. That's not yep. it. But what I would be saying is if, if you're thinking about buying uh, now is the time. No doubt. And I understand all the things that go into that and all the challenges that people are having with that. But if you bought in, in the, you have a cousin or a brother or whatever it is that, you know, bought in December, or January, they got a better rate than you as it stands right now. That's it. I literally, I just had this conversation with my assistant, you know, parroting you ready. She's like, my interest rate is 2.4%. Yeah. 2.4%. She's like, and I said, uh, I believe the KCM guy said people will brag about their interest rate for the next 20 years. But do you think, yeah. do you think a three or a three, two is going to stop that person that's refied? Like, do you really think that's going to stop the person who's having a family and having more kids and needs more space? What are your thoughts? No, what? No, no. People don't fall in love with an interest rate. They fall in love with a home. Oh my God. Please, please say that again it's the truth. People don't fall in love with an interest rate. They fall in love with a home. And what makes them fall in love with a home? A life change, a circumstance, something right. happening. They say, right. you know, the biggest, and we talked about this, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, I think in January, mm -hmm. the gift of 2020 that we may have missed that we're not talking about is the value of home. Mm -hmm. Renee Funk, who, reality. Yeah. And, and Renee value Funk, of home you're out there watching. changed. Yeah. Uh, Renee Funk, if you're out there listening, uh, we were on a clubhouse session together and David, she, she coined this brilliant question. She said, I think the key right now is to ask every consumer, every friend, every past client, this question, how has COVID the last year of a pandemic changed the way you feel and view your home? Mm. Think about that question for everybody out there that's listening right now, that if you're looking for a post, if you're looking for a survey monkey, email to your entire database, that would be the question because the word cloud that would come out of that right. would give you more content and more things to talk about for the next three, four, five, six months than you could even imagine. But really quick, David, I know we want to talk about home price appreciation, but I want to say to everybody out there, first of all, thank you. If you just jumped on, we got a lot of people out there watching live is always, it would mean the world to me if you would tag two or three friends that you believe need to see this message, introduce them to what we're doing, how we're doing it. Maybe it's people on your team that you want to watch this, especially if you've got sales agents that are managing the buy side. And if you got a listing division, both those are gonna be covered today, very important. And if you know 
a naysayer, a doubter, a hater that says the whole world's about to fall apart, let's bury them with some nice data. So if you're watching this right now and you are that person, we say that in a loving way, we wanna bury you with different data to help maybe ease some of your suffering. So tag a friend or two. And if you really like this content, make sure you share it. That always means a lot to us. So, uh, and David, where do they get the slides? Try KCM forward slash Tom Ferry. I'm sure somebody will put it in the comments there. These slides that we're gonna share today have been uploaded to that site. You can download them, use them however you want uh, and, uh, and get this message out there. Love it, love it. So I'm seeing a bunch of people jumping in. What's up, Coach Doug Hannon in the house? Rockstar, Timmy Spears, right? Adam, good to see you, Mercedes. All right, so let's talk home price appreciation because there's a lot to discover and a lot to unpack in this. And of course, the fear and the worry, which we'll also discuss, does all this home price appreciation mean we're about to fall off a cliff again? So David, I turn it over to you. Let's look at the deck. Yeah, let's let, let's go into this and talk about this. And kind of going back to what you said before, two things that, that are being said right now uh, relative, let's start maybe with interest rates because low interest rates have driven prices, right? People right. coming into the market saying, we're going to buy a home now. Two things that are being said right now by experts, interest rates are going to continue to rise. And I don't think anybody's calling for astronomical rise, but no. they're going to continue to rise. And you know what else I don't see experts saying? That that's going to squelch demand right no. now. So be careful in the rising interest rate, how much of that gets into your head and you think interest rates are rising, nobody's going to want to buy a home, this is going to end, you know, yep. however it's going to end. That's that's just not the case. But when we start to look at what these low interest rates have done, we, we're at a time in the year where we get the final home appreciation numbers. Uh, you can see them here. I don't think it's going to be a surprise for anyone, but FHFA saying homes appreciated. Uh, last year, 10.8%, CoreLogic, 9.2%, Case-Shiller, 10.4%. So let's call that you know 10% appreciation uh, in residential real estate last year. A lot of appreciation, a lot of people you know talking um, about, can we sustain this? What's happening there? But no doubt, um, you know, the things that have driven that, that we know came out of 2020, have caused homes to rise in value in a significant amount. And I think um, I'm going to use a quote here from the FHFA that I think really underscores why homes have appreciated uh, like they have. Uh, Lynn Fisher says, house prices nationwide recorded the largest annual and quarterly increase in the history of the FHFA home price index. Why? Low mortgage rates, pent-up demand from home buyers, and, and a limited housing supply propelled every region of the country to experience faster growth in 2020 compared to a year ago, despite the pandemic. So well, I want to say it again, despite the pandemic, yeah. despite yeah. the pandemic is, is such a key phrase there. Yeah. So, so David, everything we that we know, that, Tom, everything mean? we've talked about, low mortgage rates, everybody's saying we need something different, the value of home, pent up demand yep. uh, in, in limited supply is what's driven prices this way. You know, one of the things that um, the, the KCM research team has been working hard on is, okay, let's start to look at what's happening in the market to give you effective ways to explain what's happening uh, with home prices. And, and the next graphic I'm going to share really speaks to the limited housing supply. And this is a look at single family housing units completed going all the way back to the 70s. Wow. There's new construction. Uh, every year, what's completed, 
and, and what stands out to you for 13 straight years, we've been below the 50 year average in home builds in this country. How do we bring new inventory to market or extra inventory to markets through new construction? And we can see there that we haven't met uh, the need that we've historically had. No, by the way, uh, the, the real story here is housing units are not keeping up with population growth. Right. Be, be right. you know, mindful and watch for the headlines. A lot of talk in the uh, administration about how do we bring supply into the market, affordable housing into the market, because it's just not there. Uh, in, a, in a large degree of the price appreciation is simple economics. And, and you can even see here in the red bars, four consecutive years back in, you know, yeah. 04, 05, 06, uh, where, you know, more homes were built than ever before. There were three years in this country, Tom, that more than a million and a half homes were built in this country. The only three years that ever happened were 04, 05, and 06. Inventory was increasing, price was increasing, and we know what happened in the housing crash. And for the last 13 years, builders have not put out the number of homes that they've needed to to maintain population growth, literally. Do we see, do we see any positive signals I mean, even with, you know, Biden's proposed legislation around, like, he really wants to be aggressive with first-time homebuyers, whether it's tax credits. And again, none of this is, you know, legit yet, but it's, sure. they're in discussion about it. I mean, I, sure. I would foresee things like condo conversions coming back, large apartment buildings being converted yeah. over, low cost. I see, I'm in the great state of Texas. I see land in the South. I see land in the Northeast. I mean, I think we're going to continue to see it, but are you seeing any positive signals that would help our clients be a better educator around this slide for new construction? Well, you know, I've always, we've always taken the position, we're not going to comment on pending legislation until it's passed. And, 100%. Um, you know, I think the, the everything pending that I've heard or su suggestions that I've heard have been demand related suggestions, right. first time home buyer tax credit, right. you know, things like that, that are going to cause more people to want to buy homes. And we want that to happen. Right. I think what you're going to see is a shift in the conversation to, 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 to realize that with rising home prices, the gap there is, is the supply. So we have to address the supply. Right. And, and that's where I think we're going to shift. And I think your point in there are areas in this country where there are, um, you know, there is land to be able to build and there's an area where there's not. Uh, and you're going to see populations start to, to migrate to those areas where literally there's area, you know, to build um, homes that are affordable on just about every market. The challenge is on the lower end of the market uh, where, where there are just affordable options for people to go out and buy. You know, uh, you hear these stories uh, of, of all across the country when a home goes on the market that's on the lower end, just the, the unbelievable number of of offers they get, the, the amount it goes for over a list price. And that's that's going to be the challenge that I think the administration is going to have to to address is how do they uh, you know build favorable legislation to help uh, increase the supply. And we know coming into the year too, uh, the permits and starts are way up. So we will right. build more homes this year uh, than we have in the past, easily to say the past 13 years. So I want to say two things to all my clients out there. Once again, you know, we need to think strategically. I go back to one of my clients and friends, Jim Allen, in uh, in sort of the Raleigh, the you know, the Triangle of North Carolina. He is fanatical about knowing your market so well that you literally know every home on a lot 
that doesn't or isn't properly optimized. So they're out there scouring for older homes that they could buy themselves, right? Not put on the market or buy the home with a builder who can take that and put it into two houses, three houses, four houses. And he said, I'm blown away by how many there still are. And here we are in the Raleigh, Durham, you know, like in that triangle that David is just real estate is just going like this and they right. find them every single day. And I would challenge all of you to be looking at whether it's Remine, uh, you know, inside of your MLS or any other data solution to start looking at that as a viable solution to find more inventory. The second thing, I was just on the, um, a Zoom session with one of my clients. She's now going through three to four year old expired listings, three to four year old expired listings and taking listings daily. This is a woman that her name wow. is, uh, her name is Carolyn Young, Remax agent in Maryland. She's blown away by reaching out to those people and saying, Hey, I know you tried to put your home on the market, you know, three years ago for X amount of dollars. Um, what if I told you today I could get you X plus 25,000 plus 30,000 plus 40,000. And you know what? Those of us that are being resourceful are winning. So I'm asking you to think maybe outside of the box, think about the properties that are, you know, like I think zone one, zone two, like for, for me in California, we would look at these properties in the village and be like, wait a minute, that's an old beater house where you could put two magnificent or three magnificent properties and you're in the game. Lots of ways for you to be of assistance here, my friends. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. But David, yeah. let's talk about the uh, the year over year inventory. Speaking of, which is a nice segue, there isn't any homes for sale. Yeah, and I think this you know you you shared a, a, a map yesterday. This is a the the most current iteration of that out of out of February of you know what's happened with inventory across the country, right. um, and you just see all the dark red there down yep. forty five to sixty percent year over year. Uh, in housing inventory across the country. So I think this is the part, you, you know, that we use this information to educate clients about the dire need, not yep. only for inventory, but those those buying the, the reality of, of where we're at and what's going on. And certainly bringing local market data and local market insights into that uh, are going to be key. Look at that Arizona, Utah, Idaho. I mean, it's just bonkers or even New, you know, New Hampshire, which is so ridiculously low. And by the way, everybody watching there with, with New York, you could probably say, oh, that could be the boroughs. Sure. Right? Yeah. Very, very different environment. But, uh, but New York City is back. It New is. It is. is we did a, um, I think I shared with this, it's probably been three or four weeks ago now. We did a, a webinar for the Long Island Board of Realtors. And I can tell you this, the, the boroughs in New York City are very much back. They've got inventory and people are going, maybe now's the time to, to, to move into uh, the city, you know, those that have wanted to and couldn't for, for right. whatever reason or, or timing. So there are some, there are some bright spots across uh, the country. No doubt. So, so David, every time we talk about how good things are, someone out there is like, when it's good, the whole world's going to fall apart. Yep. Right. Murphy's law. Is it one of those, you know, one of those kind of things, like you know, maybe dating myself, something that I heard a million years ago. Um, 
Every time someone tells you the world's falling apart, I want to remind you of the best question ever that I got from my friends at KCM. Can you please send me the data you're looking at? Can yeah. you please send me the charts, the graphs, the information, the articles that you're looking at? Because I want to understand. Seek first to understand yeah. before you bury them with good data. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about it. I mean, are we, are we going down this slippery slope again? So before I answer that question, the quick answer is that is, is I don't believe so. No, we're not. Now, if I'm a consumer today and I see everywhere there's no inventory, home prices are going through the roof. The Fed just said home mortgage debts over $10 trillion. I see people paying more for homes than what they're listed for. I'm concerned. I think that's a valid concern. It is. Okay. So, so let's let's start from there in seeking to understand. First of all, is saying that's that's not a. It's not like you hear that from somebody and you think, wow, that's where did they come up with that? No, there's a lot of reasons they've been informed to believe that. Now, let's take our business. Here's the way this question comes out to me, and I and I've talked with a lot of agents about this. And you know, last year we talked about why this isn't 2008 all over again. You know. I, <laughs> Last April, I went on a walk with my wife and she said, I want to go on a walk with you, but I don't want to talk about why it's not 2008 all over again. And we were talking so right. much about that. Right. You know? Right. But some agents are going, I, I understand that, but maybe it's 2006. Maybe it's the, it's the run up to a crash. So again, the KCM research team stays all over this. And I want to give you some perspective on uh, the differences in the market today versus where um, where we're at. Let me get in here and share this. Sorry about that. So while you're doing that, David, I want to ask all of our listeners out there, um, have you had conversations with people that think it's 2006, it's 2007, it's going to be 2008? Have you had those conversations? Is it been one? Has it been multiple? Give us just some feedback because I'm, I'm hearing that, David, like I'm hearing the, who in the right mind's going to buy a house for a 3.3 mortgage? And so, you know, we're, we're working yeah. on these objections. We're working on conditions and ways to educate and be a better negotiator. But, um, you know, I want to see it in the comments. Like, what are you all hearing? And then, David, let's go right to the deck, right? Yeah. So let me yep, give you a price comparison uh, in the years leading up to 2006 to today. Yep. So this uh, is a price comparison on home price appreciation between 2002 through five on the left there in the red to the four years leading up to today on the right. Yeah. And you see the average annual appreciation just over 10%. Then the average annual appreciation today, 6.3%. No doubt in 2020, we've had significant appreciation uh, in, you know, according to CoreLogic, 9.2%. We saw the others, like, let's call it 10%. We're right there. But we saw back in the, the housing crisis year over year, what we would call back then, you know, runaway appreciation right. uh, in the housing market. Now, there's some other things that that are very interesting about this dynamic that that aren't just told in this picture. But just keep this in mind: much more appreciation back then, on average, than what we're seeing today. What else was true back then? Oh, by the way, the market was right. inflated due to the number of loan products, the ability to qualify. We say it was, you know, it was easier not to qualify for a mortgage back then than it was to, to qualify. Anybody that wanted to obtain financing could. And you see back in, in the 04, 05, 06 timeframe, the product risk that was in the market, the borrower risk in the market, well, 
Today, product risk has been eliminated. The, the negams, the pick a pays, the intro, you know, all the products that caused the issues that right. we had back then are gone. And lending standards have significantly, you know, the pendulum has swung to the other side. So we can we can say demand today is real. And back then it was fake. It was inflated at best. This is a big, big key. And we're not even where the Urban Institute who produced this report would say are at reasonable lending standards. A reasonable lending standard would have a little borrower risk, a little product or a little product risk, uh, more borrower risk. And and today where we stand from a lending standard standpoint, it's very, very different uh, in the market that we're in. David, I'm just sitting here thinking, if I was watching this show right now and I was an agent, I would literally take this video, and say to my videographer, cut that little segment out. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to show the slide. And then David's going to give me the data, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like this, this is one of those messages. Again, it's, you know, truth is truth is truth is truth. The numbers are the numbers are the numbers. You see what's going on here, my friends. The borrower risk is, is I, I don't want to say it's maybe at an all-time low, but going back from 1999, that we've showed Certainly this lower over and over again. Then, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. How much equity they have in their homes today and how powerful that is that we didn't make those mistakes that we made in 2005, six, seven, when we were taking money out, not we, you and I, but sure. many were taking money out of their properties and they were going out and buying even more properties. They were right. buying new Mercedes or you know, they were leveraging right, themselves right. to the hilt. I would right. argue that, that the vast majority of people living in the US learned the lesson they're no longer licking their wounds, but they're, they've learned the lesson. That's what they haven't says forgotten. Me. That's the big piece. They haven't forgotten. You know, That's back key. then people were buying homes, Tom, you know, thinking who cares what we pay for it. Cause in six hours, it's going to be worth 50,000 more. Especially if it was new construction and it wasn't going to be done for a year. Well, you right? remember that people were flipping deals at the closing table. You know, if you, if you got in a year earlier and then you right. closed it, they'd flip it at the closing table and, and, and make the arbitrage there different market that we're in today. And, and I would add this to it. So we saw much more appreciation back then. We know lending standards, how they've changed. Mm -hmm. The other dynamic of the market is back in 2004, five, six, and seven, yep. inventory was increasing. Right. We talked about new construction, bringing builders were bringing, you, you know, a lot of product to market. So here's the dynamic. Prices are going up, inventory is going up and everybody can get a loan. Right. That that's is a recipe a for, <laughs> yeah, that's a recipe for disaster and say, wow. And, and in hindsight, we know how that ended up. What's true today. There's not enough inventory. It's much harder, significantly harder to qualify for a loan. Oh, by the way, in the meantime, the qualified mortgage comes out and they say, you have to demonstrate an ability to repay. So you, so you have to be qualified to go borrow yep. this money and home prices are going up. It's a supply and demand economic issue that no doubt is driven by market fundamentals versus, there was a term coined back then, irrational exuberance. Yeah. People were like, we're in, where do we sign? How many can we buy? And we're, we're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very different. Well, let's look at, let's look at that quote from Mark Fleming. I think this really drives it home as well. It, it sums this up. And Mark Fleming, chief economist at First American, he says, during the housing bubble, rapid house price appreciation was not supported by economic fundamentals, what we just talked about. But in today's housing market, nominal house price, price appreciation has been driven by a historic 
shortage of supply relative yeah. to demand and rate-driven surge in house buying power. Many find it hard to believe that housing is actually undervalued in most markets and the gap between house buying power and sale prices indicate there's room for further house price growth in the months to come. That's the affordability uh, right. topic, you know, and again, uh, we can validate that from NAR, the, the percent of median income needed to purchase a median priced home significantly lower today due to rising wages and uh, in lower rates than what it was back in 2006. So we know that affordability is there. Now let's not confuse affordable housing with housing affordability. They're two separate issues. Yeah. Yes. Uh, housing affordability is the money the dollar will buy. Affordable housing is do we have enough on the you know on the lower end for people to you know to purchase, which is is a deficit across the country. But but you, you know when you start to take a deeper look and going back to the question you asked me. Very, very different market. None of the indications relative to a bubble anywhere near what we saw back uh, in uh, in 2008. So, David, I mean, just there's so much going through my head right now. I want to say to all my friends out there that are watching, um, again, the trifurcation of the market, agents that aren't going to sell houses, we're not, we're not razzing them. Some of them are licensed real estate brokers and that's not their game anymore, right? Some are members of NAR and they're, they're more a council member, right? So it's, it, it doesn't mean that 40% of the people just aren't out there doing deals and they can't, just maybe that's not their bag. But that other group is either stuck or scaling. And one of the obvious stuck categories is I don't have enough marketing. I don't have enough firepower to attract the number of listings that I want. Someone in your marketplace right now is getting listings every single day. There is a team, there is a bunch of individuals that just seem to have listing attraction down. And the question is, what are they doing that you're not? What are they doing that you're not? Um, all of you, I don't think I've ever done this on This Week in Housing, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take a moment here and say to you, uh, if you've not gone to TomFerry.com and looked it up, our Level Up series, there's a whole series of like high intensity, three hour to six hour trainings on listing attraction, listing skills to win the listing at the right price with the right terms, et cetera, marketing to attract more listings. We're, you know, we basically took every seminar we were doing last year and we threw them in the trash and said, start over. What are the most important issues? Let's just focus on that high impact, very low cost level up series at tomferry.com. Absolutely check it out, my friends. Very important. Um, David, we only have one last slide and it's, a, it's another powerful quote, but I'm just sitting here thinking, in your mind, what is the best, and, and this is gonna be a random question for you, probably I might have to ask somebody on the marketing team, but you know, I know you always have a good answer and opinion. What have you seen as the best thing that agents are doing today with the KCM blog content? What are the best, like the, hands the down, basics, the best hands, practices? Hands down, they're taking the blog and they're recording a video on it. Yeah. Hands yep. down. Yeah. We, we wrote a blog um, two weeks ago, the number one thing that every seller has in this market that they're missing is leverage. Yep. Taking the blogs, the infographics and making a video. You know, yep. there's something interesting, and I told Bill Harney, the CEO of Keeping Current Matters, this just a couple of weeks ago. And Tom, I'd give you the credit in driving this in the real estate market. When we crossed over January 1 this year, the number of agents that have stepped into video has been noticeable 
in, in Big feed and everything out there. Big time. It's taking this content and making a video. It's taking what I just talked about yep. and making a video. Yeah. And, and, and doing it in whatever form, fashion you feel comfortable with it. But when I see that, it's the agents that are making a difference. They're making a way where other people are going, I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't see any options. There's no inventory. I can't do anything. Right. I would, I would argue for everybody out there, uh, if not video, then what? So I, yeah. I can't say the name of the gentleman I just spoke to, but I'll, I'll tell you, he has had a meteoric rise in the last five years. So David, he's, he's, he's probably a client of yours. I'll, I'll text you later. Um, we'll just call him Matt. Matt. Matt and I did a Zoom session this morning. So last year he did 1,100 transactions, right? He and a team of about 25. He has big visions to scale up the size of his business. And what was interesting, I'm like, well, Matt, like, how can I help? He's like, well, you know, we kind of know a bunch of the same people. And he's like, the truth is I need help scaling. I need help hiring leaders. He's like, but you know what I really want to do? I got to get my social media to be in alignment with the vision I have for my business to help ease, if you will, top, middle, bottom of the funnel conversion. And I'm like, totally get it. Right. So we spent, you know, 20, 30 minutes just talking about video, shooting one show, grabbing KCM's content and literally reading the content. This is remember Dave Robles in LA, he'd go, Hey guys, and he's got his phone in his hand and he's doing this. Okay. So, uh, Adita, Kushi says, and he just reads the quote and it blew up. Yeah. Stop overthinking. If not video, what are you going to do? How are you going to be competitive in a world where now 81% of the consumers make their decisions when they're hiring somebody using a service or buying a product based on video? Absolutely. Yeah. Take it, taking the post, taking the content, yep. taking it from everywhere, making videos yep. And, yep. and being the source of that information. No doubt. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up, David. We covered a lot of ground very quickly. Uh, let's wrap this up with sort of final, final thoughts from your perspective for everybody out there between now and the time we see him again in two weeks. You know, Tom, I, um, here's my final thought. I'm going to share. So I've got a different slide that I, I've been working on a few things this morning with our team. And, you know, even this week is, mm -hmm. is, uh, it's a week, a, a year ago that we didn't know what was in front of us. Right. Um, I, and I think there are some benefits to that too you know, uh, in, you know, not overthinking. Can you imagine if, if, if we would have known everything in front of us, what we, how we would have responded. Right. But, um, you know, when I, I think about this week in housing, I think about what you've done to pull keeping current matters in, educate agents to figure out a way where they're, you know, a lot of, a lot of people that, that reached out to us and I know reached out to you said, I don't know how I'm going to make it forward. And you made that clear. I, I pulled a quote that I want to, I want to bring up that we used um, on the 13th of March last year from Housing Wire. And it says this, it just, it, it just struck me this morning. It says a year from today, when the economy is likely recovering, when we have a coronavirus vaccine, we're making our way back as a society. Ask yourself this question when reflecting on these unprecedented times that we're in. Did I do enough? Did you do everything you could to reach your neighbors and be a positive resource to them? That was from a Housing Wire article. Uh, wow. That was from the 13th of March uh, this past year. And Tom, I, I, you know, when I read that this morning, one, I wanted to share it with you and tell you all the hard work that you and your team, Tristan, who's sitting there, 
everybody did, did enough. Everybody on this call, I know you have taken these slides, you've taken this information, and you've gotten it out. And, and a lot of times people say, you're wrong. This, th that's not what's going to happen. But you did enough. Yeah. More than enough to lead, lead clients, lead our business through the hardest year a lot of us maybe have had. And, uh, and just know from, from our team, for you, Tom, for everybody on this call, how extremely grateful we are for you. Well, I, uh, I got to tell you, when you put that slide up, I got very emotional instantly because I remember that slide. And uh, listen, for all my friends out there, we all did enough and we're going to continue to do a lot. And, you know, from myself and my team, you know, so much love and appreciation and respect for everybody out there. And David, for you and the team at KCM. That's why this partnership makes a lot of sense. So, so thank you. And for my friends out there, listen, keep up the good work. Keep moving forward powerfully, right? Optimized or minimized. That's the choice. This is all about you being your best self and helping as many people as you can with the right data to be the educator in your local marketplace. All right, my friends, we're out. We'll see you in two weeks. David, thank you again. TryKCM.com forward slash Tom Ferry. Somewhere inside there to grab all the slides, start shooting those videos. Get to work, my friends. We're out. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit TomFerry.com slash podcast. That's TomFerry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.